0: guy that's like newly dating you could get some very good information about this podcast, specifically your icks. Because I mean, babe, babe, if he listens to this, and he still wants to date you like you should hold <laughs> on to that.
1: Puppety motherfucking boo! Welcome back, guys. Welcome
0: back. I wish you guys could see how cute McKinley is and how I look like a
1: raccoon. Okay, I think raccoons are fucking adorable. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I see. I for some somehow I have landed on like raccoon Instagram and otter Instagram, <laughs> and so I literally you go to my Discover page and it's all like a- like wild animals, but they're so cute. And my toxic trait is thinking that a wild animal won't attack me if I mm-hmm. like go up to it because oh, of the vibes. Yeah, yeah, the vibes. I'm like, they'll It'll know that I vibes. love.
0: They'll know that we right. love them. Exactly. Yeah. And then they exactly. will want to snuggle. I'm specifically thinking of like a bear. When me I went too. To- <laughs> when I went to Alaska a couple of years ago with a group of girls, um, everyone was like so afraid of bears. And I was like, I want to see a bear. I want to see a bear.
1: Oh my god, it. I'm dying. Also, like if you go, if you think about like the Alaskan wilderness and you think about moose, uh-huh. so I saw moose! Beautiful. Yeah! Beautiful and the babies, like, are you kidding? I they would know. absolutely sense the vibes. The vibes would be all loving vibes. Yeah. We would not get mauled or attacked. They I, I don't believe. might that. maul and or attack us. But in love. <laughs> in love. <laughs> in love okay cal i want to ask you something Mm -hmm. because i i'm thinking like i'm dealing with this actively so i don't know that i consciously have thought about this before today i may or may not be you know starting to kind of chat it up if you will with a new guy that's all i'm saying don't ask questions um um, i have one question where'd you meet this guy (laughs) you're the fucking worst (laughs) i'm not even gonna say say it, it. starts you... with an r and ends with an aya anyway all I'm about i to met say him
0: on raya,
1: raya. <laughs> <laughs> she's back on raya y'all she's back baby um so i didn't ever like really consciously think about this but how soon is too soon to like exp- like to share with someone that you have a podcast. Because here's the thing. (laughs) If I had a podcast and I was talking about politics, I'd be like, okay, whatever. If I had a podcast that I was talking about horticulture, I would be like, whatever. If I had a podcast that was talking about anything except for what we talk about, I'd probably be like, okay, chill. Mm -hmm. But I am my most unfiltered self Mm -hmm. (laughs) on our podcast. So I'm like, do I want to expose that part of myself so soon?
0: Yeah, no, I love that you're asking me this because, um, you know, I talked last week a little bit about my little gay love affair that I'm having. It's not an affair. It's just, I'm dating a girl and I'm affair, really, really into her. <laughs> affair sounds sexy. Let's let's use it. <laughs> it is sexy, y'all. It is sexy. Um, but it's been, um, I feel like we got to know each other really quickly quickly, like really intensely. And one of the reasons is because she is a writer, and she shared like her writing page like with me. So I've gotten to go and like read all of this, like, really intense, like, poetry and like, um, just like kind of see like the depth of her soul a little bit. And then she has listened to all of the podcast, which let me tell you, we went on two dates before I sent her this podcast link. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This yeah. is like so raw, so unfiltered, but she listened to every single episode and had has like a notes app of questions to follow up with me about. Like we have so okay. much to talk about. So I feel like with us, the podcast was actually really, really sweet because it meant like so much to me that she first of all, listen to all of it. I'm like, that's yeah. a commitment. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't have friends that have done that. Right. Um, Same. <laughs> and then like, truly this space is like, so me, like unfiltered, raw, like messy me. And she liked it. So it makes yeah. me feel like, um, very like seen. And honestly, like if she didn't like it, I would kind of want to know that up front. Cause I'm like, right. I hate to break it to you, but this right.
1: is me. <laughs> or if she had a problem with, like you expressing one thing versus another or whatever yeah but i will say there are a couple fundamental differences between (laughs) our situations (laughs) there are there are a few go ahead um the most important one being she's a woman yes she is (laughs) i would never expect a man to come back to like write a list of questions after listening to the podcast and like I don't know, maybe I'm just being pessimistic, but men are non-committal in my experience. And so I'm like, OK, that would mean that they would have to commit to listening to the podcast, really be like, you know, um, inquisitive about the things that we talk about or, you know, maybe things that we mention, what have you. And then to take to a notes app and write it all down. Like, I'm never going to get that from a man and I'm OK with that. But I love that she did that. I, I think know. that's fucking cool.
0: I think those are very good, um, realistic expectations to have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, a guy that's like newly dating you could get some very good information about this podcast specifically. That's true. Your ex. Or he could be very scared because. Yeah. 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 You you got a lot. Yeah. It's like a good test. I think like how in is he?
1: Right. Right.
0: Because I mean, babe, Babe, if he listens to this and he still wants to date you, like, you should hold on to that. (laughs) Oh, no. It's
1: like, I'll never wear flip-flops, babe. Never. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll (laughs) never have dirty dirty, uh, under nail situation. Like, dirty nails. I'll never have them. Dirty under nails. Wow. That's, That's I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's the Prosecco speaking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. I want to talk about Rex for this week, because I feel like I've been on fucking fire. The fun employment era, I do believe is coming to an end. So I've just been trying to like soak up all of the last minute goodies of being a stay at home dog mom. And it does include drinking Prosecco midday. Hell yeah, you know, when nothing is happening. And you know, going shopping and decorating my house, which I don't know if you can tell, I've done a little, it looks you know, something, yes. thank you. Um, but I am also mentally preparing to like have to go back to working. I don't wanna say a nine to five because I haven't worked a true nine to five in so many years, but going back to working for someone else, it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be a transition yet again. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm so done with being in, you know, transition periods, but say, la vie, no? Um, OK, what have you been watching, reading, listening to Boom?
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I finally watched Mormon No More after yes! you recommended it. And oh, my God, McKinley, like, did you cry? This, of course I cried. I like, sobbed with what I'm like going through right now. Yeah. Like I yeah. just it was so it was so beautiful. I will say it was done by ABC, not a well done documentary. You know what I mean? Like it could have, it been, could have been produced been better. so right. much better. But the content and like the stories, I absolutely loved it. Right. I felt like right. it was so fitting for what we
1: talked about last week with all mm-hmm. the all the gay things. <laughs> all the gay things. You know what's so crazy? Like I think about queerness. I mean, I think about the LBGTQ plus community. And it's wild to think that And I think this, the same thing for any, you know, minority communities, anybody living on quote, the fringes of society. um, It's so wild to me to think that like the strides that have been made have been made and it's so fucking great. But also at the same time, it's not, those strides are not exclusive of like the struggle and having to continue Mm -hmm. to like fight for who you are. And I see, it's, yeah, it's, my mind is honestly blown when I think about the fact that, like, I watch things like Mormon No More and I think about the fact that people are demonized because of their sexual preferences. Like, it's fucking creepy, if I'm being it honest. It is that creepy. People like, like, why is the church obsessed with sex and obsessed mm-hmm. with genitalia? It's mm-hmm. so creepy. Anyway, I will not even go on a rant about that because it will last approximately, 32 hours and we're not going to do that to you guys, but (laughs) it's just, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I got myself actually like really worked up the other day because I was thinking about it and I was thinking about just humanity generally. I probably was a little toasted, but (laughs) I was thinking about like humanity generally and I was like, oh my God, like how the fuck, like, yeah, anyway. Anywho, okay, so Mormon No More, 10 out of 10 recommend. Do you give it a 10?
0: What's your Uh, recommendation
1: rating? Okay, I would,
0: 10 out of 10 recommend it. I'm not giving it like a 10 as a documentary, as it was produced by ABC, and you can tell. But, highly recommend (laughs) it. Especially if you are passionate about like the queer community or like restructuring your beliefs. Like I think it's just so helpful to Mm -hmm. hear stories from real people about how like restrictive theology is so damaging. I think um, it's helpful to actually see like real people's lives impacted by it. Um, So I'm that's like my favorite way to like, teach about what I believe in now is through storytelling, not through, like, right. you should believe this. So right. I would highly recommend it. Um, I've been watching, like, besides that, some real trash TV. I mean, okay, say more. TV. I'm just watching. I'm in, like, I am soaking up all of the reality TV. I've watched Fuck yeah. the new season of Love is Blind. Okay. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Let me stop you there. Let me stop mm-hmm. you there there are spoiler alerts or this is a spoiler alert because spoilers are about to be mentioned because i have got to talk about this Um, and and we have no
0: self-control
1: and we have no self-control and i'm okay with that so basically love is blind they release episodes right like Mm -hmm. three or four at a time or whatever and they are honestly i was thinking about this the other day they are genius for doing that because they know they know that they're gonna like captivate their audience enough to keep Mm -hmm. them like, you know, Googling when is, you know, the next batch of episodes going to come out. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even speaking from experience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm constantly Googling when is the next episode or batch of episodes of Love is Blind going to come out. Yeah, We need to talk. Okay. We need to talk about the people in the show. Yes, we do. Really fast. I need to just like, I need to get this off my chest. Okay. Lydia Mm -hmm. is fucking psychotic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I wasn't sure what you were going to say, but I was like, "Mm, not good. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that lightly. I try not to, you know, what is it? Armchair diagnoses. Like, (laughs) I really do try not to do that. But the woman, you know, you see her constantly talking about, I just want to be loved for who I am. I just want to be loved for who I am. But what's crazy is the more we see of her on the show, it could be argued that she doesn't even know who the fuck she is. So how is she supposed mm-hmm. to be able to tell when someone loves her for who she is? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. heartbreaking because homegirl's 30, she's mm-hmm. with Milton, who's 24, who, Kelly, i told you this, I don't know why I find that man so attractive. He's pretty cute. I think he's cute. Like, there's an innocence about him that I'm just like, mother of God. Yeah, there's but like an innocent tall. swag. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme today that was like, if Steve Harvey and like she <laughs> had a baby, but I'm okay with that. Anyway, he's a doll. Milton, if for some reason this gets back to you, just know that she's unavailable. <laughs> <Shut laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um, so Milton's a doll. I don't think that he's gonna marry her at the end. I really I kind of want Lydia to be humbled. If I'm being honest, this might sound mean. I want them to get to the altar and her say yes, and him be like, absolutely not. Mm. Like, the fact that she continuously like rags on him for his age and Mm -hmm. it's just like weird she's 30 years old but she has the mind of a 24 year old so it's Mm -hmm. like homegirl what are we what are we grasping at here you know what i'm saying yes i do yeah it's a lot it is a lot
0: um i'm also oh did you have more to say about love is blind
1: mm mm-hmm okay i wanted to talk through um Oh my god what is Uche? Her name? oh my god i hate that See guy. that shit i that guy sucks he... you know what's so sad and i don't know what this says about me um any sort of psychotherapist please <laughs> tap in um i feel like he's the kind of guy that i would date
0: Ugh. and it
1: gives me a sociopath that's he's the pretentious vibe
0: that I get. he's so pretentious well i, can't I am stand on raya <laughs> yeah I don't know
1: I know but he's his face is really nice okay when Lydia was fucking talking to Aaliyah just being like oh my god have you seen his house it's dope he drives a Tesla did he tell you I know everything about him what his social security (laughs) number is this his blood type is this oh do you want his address and then when Uche um approached Lydia and confronted her about driving past his house and taking photos and she got defensive I was like baby girl, your defensiveness is all we need to see to know okay. that that's what happened. I think
0: that you are a little farther ahead than I am in the show. I haven't watched like the last I started the new batch of episodes that just released. So okay, well, anyways, I'm well, not gonna say any more then. yeah.
1: Um, but there are there is a couple that uh, ends up not making it through the honeymoon trip or like well, not the honeymoon the Mexico trip it's hilarious to me that they always go to mexico it's cheap cheap quick pretty yeah the best things Mm -hmm. in life are cheap and quick and pretty (laughs) you heard it
0: here first guys oh my gosh
1: anyway okay so
0: i'm I'm watching love is blind i'm watching bachelor in paradise
1: i Mm. am about to watch the golden bachelor i'm waiting (gasps) for emily yes um, I watched it with my sister last night. It is amazing. And yeah, I'm so that's what I heard. To continue watching. Yeah, um, but it's funny
0: because I feel like I'm not watching any of these shows because I think people are gonna like fall in love and get married. I'm like, who cares? Like, people get divorced all the time. Like, I feel so jaded. I'm just like entertained by all of it, and I think the less that I want that kind of like traditional type of marriage or love, the more entertaining these shows are to me cuz I'm like you guys are idiots. Like you're all idiots and I love it. Please continue yeah. being idiots for my entertainment.
1: I agree with you, but I'm a hopeless romantic. I know. Um, so I watch it with the hopes that they're going to fall in love and get married. But what's very so sweet. crazy? Yeah, I'm like that's probably the naivete in me. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> the wounded little girl. <laughs> I'm just jaded as fuck. I'm like, it's not gonna happen. There's no such thing. I know, I know. Or like, they do get together, and then we're like, nope, they're gonna split. Mm Like, give it, give it, give it six months. It's all about the clout. I just want to see
0: who gets the most clout, who gets the most followers, all of it. I love that. No, (laughs)
1: exactly. Okay, but I feel like this kind of is a great segue Mm -hmm. into what we're talking about today, which is like is love, love. enough to sustain a relationship like from we have obviously divorced days, <laughs> right? <laughs> so okay, but the reason that I think that our perspective is valuable in this regard is because I do think that people like okay, we think about our society and our culture and we hear things like love wins, which obviously like we both believe that it does, especially in the right context. But that's just it the context. I don't think, and like mark my fucking words, I don't care if we plaster this like on a billboard, I don't think that love between, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, between two people is enough to sustain a long-term relationship and or marriage, I don't. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I say that is because there are, like we're human, first of all, and the way that we operate Especially on a day to day basis, I'm sorry, it takes more than love. I don't know if I sound Mm -hmm. like a cynic saying this. I really don't care. But like, I have just gotten to the point where it's like, okay, being back in the world of dating, I look at what I want in a partner so differently than I did when I started dating my ex husband at 21 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, you can maybe attribute that to the fact that my frontal lobe is fully developed you know yay congratulations thank you (laughs) i've you know caught up with the rest of uh society Mm -hmm. but like i think about what i want in a partner and like yes i want to love them and i want that love to be reciprocated but i also want financial stability i also want them to be kind i also want them to want kids the way that i do Mm. i want them to prioritize the things that i prioritize like travel and nice things i'm sorry i like nice things and You know, I think that those, those elements were kind of points of contention in my marriage because we didn't see eye to eye on stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, in Love is Blind, there is a couple, you know how they do like the home visits? Mm -hmm. There's a couple that visits the guy's house and they find, um, or he like reveals to his fiance that he has a lost and found of women's items that have that he's like slept with (laughs) I'm gonna need to know what's what's in that lost and found are we talking like well no no no, we're no we're talking like jewelry like (laughs) hair ties scrunchies jewelry and she's like you're engaged why do you still have this like throw it away (laughs) but I also came to realize like being on the show they like are only in the pods for what 10 days literally Mm -hmm. like a week and a half ago, he could have been sleeping with some other bitch like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just that I think is a unique situation. But they you know, are they're going through his apartment and they find a stack of red. It's very clean, which I was pleasantly surprised by the apartment was, but they find a stack of red solo cups and plastic and paper plates in the cabinet. And -hmm. he was like, Yeah, I don't own like, like actual like ceramic or glass plates. Like I I just don't Yeah. He just has never had them. He had like those, you know, the nicer plastic looking plates Mm -hmm. that like you can get for probably like Ikea or whatever. He had those, but he didn't have any sort of like fine, not fine China, but you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, (laughs) somewhere between fine China and paper. Yeah. Somewhere would be nice in between (laughs) a little, we need a little balance there, but I thought about that and would that be a deal breaker for me per se? No, but i don't know that i would be with a man whose habits like reflect that habit if that makes sense like mm-hmm. i think that there's so much more than just the fact that he had plastic cups and and paper plates or plastic plates whatever um i think it's more just speaks to um how it's, it's really impermanent. It speaks to impermanence. And it's like, if you're pursuing a long-term relationship or a marriage with someone, you don't want to see like things that speak to impermanence, like mm. scattered throughout their life. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I think those things can be uh, financial instability that's, that speaks to impermanence, right? Um, sure. So that's, that's what I would consider being something that I would need to see from someone. Um, beyond just like loving them to sustain a long-term relationship,
0: you know? Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. You and I are coming to this, um, like subject from very different perspectives
1: mm. because
0: I feel like, um, you know, even like when you and I have talked about like dating and how we use the apps and stuff. I feel like there's not a specific thing that I have been looking for. I've been very much looking for like a really strong connection Mm. and I feel like I'm willing to compromise on a lot of things if that like connection is there because that's really like what I'm craving. So I'm like, yeah, but I feel like you have more of like, a vision of what you want like the kind of relationship the kind of person and i feel like i'm just like i have no idea like surprise right
1: like but also (laughs) as you have transitioned into kind of into pursuing women and dating women i think that's also just a new territory for you yeah it is men like i'm literally writing a book about them <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> not new territory them. at all yes. yeah we know them like the back of our fucking hands so <laughs> i know like what to avoid mm. to like ultimately lead to like my happiness and if i'm happy I'm so, this, I fucking hate the phrase happy wife, happy life, because I think it's misogynistic as fuck, but happy McKinley, happy life. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. that means like, that's just my Aries energy coming out. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh.
0: Wait. Yeah. McKinley, are, are you an Aries?
1: <laughs> literally, I'm going to walk Sun, away moon, and, and rising? <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Megan the Stallion, oh. <laughs> <laughs> got him okay what do you think about that like if you somebody that you were dating like lived alone which is obviously a green flag to live alone um and be able to sustain yourself and support yourself what have you if you walked in and saw like a ring around the toilet or like oh this is a good <laughs> one um liquor Not bottles the ring I know liquor bottles lining the top of their cabinets, like in college with like all the guys in college. Remember? Uh-huh. Yeah. What would you think from your perspective? Wow. Um,
0: I would think I'm so glad I'm dating girls.
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying if it even was a girl. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. It
0: just it just so so much of it just, it just depends. Like, when you were talking about like the plates thing, I was like, I just got plates. Like for a few months that I was here, I didn't have plates. I was using like paper plates. Well, I feel like I don't have my shit together. Like the basic stuff. I'm like, I think emotionally I'm doing a pretty good job considering uh, the cards my brain has given me. Um, But like the practical stuff, like I feel like I'm still figuring all of that out. And so I think I have like a lot of like grace for people.
1: But like, clean your toilet, you know? Right, right. And if, okay, so I'm, I can't even, I can't shade people. I don't clean my own toilets. (laughs) I, I outsource that. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. So even if you've got to, you know, give up, you know, that nice dinner, one nice dinner a month, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. to like have someone fucking clean your bathrooms, do it. Like Mm -hmm. that kind of brings me to another point you mentioned, um, you're together emotionally but you don't feel like you've got it your shit together otherwise in, in other <laughs> ways i need someone who knows who the fuck they are and is emotionally regulated 99 yeah. of the time yes. like i want to be with someone who when we argue there's no going for the jugular you know what mm-hmm. i mean there's no um like insulting one another it's simply we're having conflict let's work through this it's not mm-hmm. always going to be pretty by any means but i need someone who is self-aware enough to know how to approach conflict. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like the emotional intelligence
0: and emotional connection is much, much, much more important to me than things like how clean their space is. Although that is pretty important to me too because I'm such a home buddy. Like I like to be home and when I'm in a in my space and it's really messy like that's incredibly stressful for me so like right, i right. i dated someone really briefly last year and um it became very apparent very quickly after spending some time together that we were 100 not compatible as partners because of yeah. the way that we live our lives like right it just right. would never have worked like i'm kind of a weird little neat freak and need my space to be clean so ultimately if i'm looking for a partner that i want to like live with. Like, yeah, that is kind of going to be a potential deal breaker. But
1: I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm kind of open to whatever at this point. But even though you say that you're open to whatever I'm sh- like, I know you can agree with the idea of like seeing impermanence. That's like what I keep coming back to like seeing elements of impermanence throughout someone's life. It's not mm. attractive, especially like at our age. It's just like okay, like, and this is maybe a bad example, but this is what's coming to mind right now. I think about like someone who has a car that's not reliable. I'm not talking about a fucking luxury car. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about a vehicle that is reliable that will get you from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say that their vehicles constantly breaking down. It's this idea of impermanence or like not being able to care for someone else because mm-hmm. you're constantly worrying about things like your vehicle breaking down and like mm-hmm. it's stuff like that that I think that I've kind of shifted my brain to look for mm-hmm. um, because I do I want a partner I don't want and I also think it comes from a little bit of woundedness because nobody wants to you know be with a partner um, that they feel they have to treat like a child or take care mm. of like a child yeah um, so I think I think that's kind of you know what runs through my mind but okay question for you all the girlies know this phrase i'm sure and if you don't you're about to learn it um if he wanted to he would (laughs) can we just like dissect that i like want to know your thoughts on it i think i've gotten a couple of little tidbits of like input one of them is i have heard from people like well what if he like that's not true if he wanted to he would like maybe there are extenuating circumstances that have led him to not but i'm ultimately of the mind of no if he fucking wanted to he would find a way if he wanted to take time out from his busy schedule to simply send you a text facetime you whatever he would if Mm -hmm. he wanted to go out of his way to acknowledge you when maybe you haven't talked in a while he would if he wanted to take you to dinner he would if he wanted to pursue again the permanence with Mm -hmm. you he would Mm -hmm. so that's yeah what are your thoughts on that i mean
0: i i think there's always exceptions to the rule like shit happens you never know what's going on in someone's life but for the most part i agree with that i feel like people prioritize what's important to them and like make room for what's important to them. It's interesting. Um, I am dating this girl and she has this very, very full life. Like a lot of friends like a big community a very busy schedule and pretty early on i was like i'm scared that you like don't have space in your life for me because Mm -hmm. i have so much space for you Mm -hmm. and um i feel like it was something for my anxiety to grab onto and be like this may not work but she has continuously made time for me and communicated with me and it's wonderful. I, um, so like, that's like my expectation now, like moving forward in relationships, but it's so easy when you're just like, want to be with someone and you're crushing on someone and you're like craving all those dopamine feel good chemicals in your brain, to Just justify it. Um, and I think like going into dating with like a high amount of self worth, like knowing Mm. what you're worthy of and knowing and like being willing to be like, hey, this, you're not giving it. me what I need. Right. Yeah. You're right. not pursuing me. You're not making me feel wanted. You're not, you know, I like you have to be willing to let that go. And I think a lot of people are so desperate for a relationship that they're like, oh, it's okay. I'll settle. Um, and I think that's the key is having like high expectations and being willing to walk
1: away when those aren't met. Right. Unfortunately, I have had to learn that the hard way recently. Like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, you know, this guy I was like super into, I was like, holy shit. He could like literally be the father of my children. (laughs) Like if he Mm -hmm. played his cards. Right. Um, I don't want to say he ghosted me, but there, it's just very clear that it's not been a priority Mm -hmm. to see me spend time with me, cultivate anything between us. And it's not like, and it's, it's not a, I mean, it is a bad thing in that, like I wanted I wanted that, but I'm, I've realized like, no, like I deserve someone's full attention. The thing about it is, you know, with him, it was the narrative of, oh, well, work is really busy, honey, Mm. baby angel. I have been a full-time entrepreneur whilst working a full-time job for someone else. Like I get what it means to be busy. You know, I understand. You know, mm-hmm. sun up to sundown, you, your calendar is full, you're booked, whatever. I'm sorry, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't take a, a long time to send a text message saying, "Hey, hope you're doing well."
0: Regardless you know? of how busy you are, you're gonna prioritize what's important. Exactly, to you.
1: because if you really want something, you know, in this context, if you really want to cultivate a relationship, platonic or otherwise, I mean, this could apply to friendships too. Like, you're going to prioritize it and. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I see things very much in black and white <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's that simple to me, you know? I'm like, so unfortunately I had to like let that go, you know, the the narrative that I tend to kind of write in my head when I meet someone that I'm really into, I'm like, oh my God, like this could be really good long-term. But again, I'm coming back to this yet again, because I started to see all of these signs of like impermanence. Mm. Um, and that is literally going to make me run for the hills, mm. simply put. so sucks for him because I'm a really good lay <laughs> and I'm fucking witty and really fucking fun. You're the oh, full you
0: package I do truly yes
1: and I have a great ass. thank you. <laughs> Anything I else? Uh, I could go on but I'm gonna I'm gonna spare you Um but yeah, so that's kind of like where I have landed. For you, what elements, like if you're seeking a long-term partner, I know that our perspectives are very different, but if you're seeking a long-term partner, for you, like what signs do you look for? Like what signs of permanence do you look for beyond just like prioritizing you? I guess like that's kind of where you're at.
0: Like, Yeah, that's a really good question. I hadn't really thought about it that way, like in terms of like signs of permanence, but the first thing that comes to mind is like, what is their relationship with their friends like? Mm. Um, I I feel like I think less about like stuff and more about how have you been able to like maintain relationships in your life, right? Um, and like that's keep up with people point. that you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Outside of that, I I don't know. I feel like that's not something that I like really am intentionally looking for at the moment yeah yeah um I feel like I'm like very like fluid on all of that but like yeah having
1: plates would be nice I do appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> having a clean toilet and bathroom would be nice oh yeah, my god sorry I was just gonna say that brings me to like the realization I fucking hate a dirty sink anyway that's all I just say I keep going <laughs> mm, me too yeah but I don't know I don't I
0: feel like my life feels so like uprooted right now. Mm, like I don't mm-hmm. feel very rooted or permanent in my life. Like I feel like I'm like I don't know what it's going to look like in a few months or like where I'm going to be in a year. Like I I just don't know. And so I'm not necessarily looking to someone for someone else to have that figured out. Yeah. I just need to be able to communicate with them about everything really
1: well (laughs) i mean but i think that that says more than maybe you're giving it credit for right correct me if i'm wrong but like if you feel that you're in this place or this stage of your life and you you know share that that uh realization or reality like with a romantic partner i feel like they are gonna have to accept it or not and by them accepting it means like oh okay like i can see you know, the opportunity for growing with this person, like moving Mm. forward, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, I just think that like it's it's very dependent on what stage of life you're in. Like for example, when I was 21 and I started dating my ex-husband and like I was looking for someone who, oh my God, I fucking hate this phrase, but God fearing. And Mm -hmm. I was looking for someone who was like tall and hot, which he was very hot when I met him. Um, yeah, like I had all these very like vain and of course, like ultimately I would have said I want him to love me as much as I love him, if not more. (laughs) Have you heard the phrase like, like there have been so many women to tell their daughters like sweetheart, marry someone who loves you more than you love them. (laughs) Mm. Mm. But Mm. I don't need. I don't need to be married to an indentured servant you know what i'm saying like i don't know how i feel about that phrase just but i've known women to literally tell their daughters that which i'm like who hurt you but that's besides yeah
0: seriously we could spend a lot of time unpacking that
1: i know i know but you know i think about that and i think about like maybe it's an older way of thinking um you know it gives me like the 1950s housewife vibe right and When i say that i mean like i don't know there were a lot of habits of like 50s married couples like homemaker the husband is working all day he's probably sleeping with his secretary and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and like all of these cliches that are cliche for a reason because Mm -hmm. it was reality for a lot of people um yeah i don't think i could ever really abide by that like thought of being with someone who loves me more than i love them but I don't know. I well, just, yeah. okay,
0: that is super interesting because, you know, if, like, what we're talking about is, like, is love enough to sustain a relationship, a marriage, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my story with my ex-husband is, like, a really interesting in that regard because I don't know if anyone will ever love me the way that Travis loved me or loves me, however you want to put that. Like, why do you say that? I mean, when we were discussing separating, um, he told me multiple times, your mental health is more important to me than our marriage. And if staying married is hurting your mental health, like that is more important to me than maintaining this marriage. Which to me is like, is there a deeper form of love than that? No, I don't know. I don't think there is. Like I felt and still feel unconditionally loved by that person. And I don't think anyone is ever going to love me in the same way that he did. But it wasn't enough to sustain a marriage. Now I will say... What's really cool is that at this point, you know, it's been like, um, nine months since our divorce was, um, finalized, like a year and a half since all this started. And we're in this place now where I don't feel like I lost him. I Mm. feel like I lost my marriage. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I lost my relationship with Travis. And I still very much feel like our relationship is defined by some really intense love for one another. Yeah. Is it romantic? That is more complicated. Like right. it feels like my love with and for Travis is in like a category of its own. It's like right. not romantic, not just a friend. Like, I right. don't know. like, it's, it's, just, complex. it's just my Trav. Yeah. Right. Cause we're and human, like, you know? Yes. And like, I could have made my marriage work with Travis. We could have made that marriage last if we had both wanted to. Right. But I feel like there is more love in my life now with him and with other people than if I had tried to just like white knuckle it and make it work when it wasn't Mm. working. Mm -hmm. So I think like one of the biggest differences between us when we were like talking about this is that I feel like you are wanting a marriage. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, I would rather have this kind of messy, unconventional love Mm. than
1: like a conventional marriage. See, I think that we are literally the opposite. You had the conventional marriage. I had what I would probably call the messy, unconventional love in my marriage. And now that I've I've had that, I've gotten that out of the way. It's like, okay, no, I actually want a partner. You know what I mean? Whereas you had a partner. Yeah, uh, You had the, you know, more traditional marriage and now you're, like you said, looking for an unconventional love. And I think that that speaks volumes and like people can fall into one of those two categories or maybe, you know, a mixture of the two or something completely different, but that's mm-hmm. just it. Like we're human. And it's some, it's super interesting that you mentioned, you know, we could have sustained this marriage if both of us wanted to. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is, hear me out. I feel like this idea is very similar to like when i get tattooed people are always like oh my god what does that mean you know uh-huh. and i'm like it means i wanted it it means like whatever my thing is if you're not happy in a marriage the you can literally have the re- your reason your soul reasoning rather can be i don't want it <laughs> i don't want to make it work mm-hmm. and i yeah. don't think that we especially as millennials in our and being raised in the church and all of those little you know elements that play into this I don't think that we give ourselves enough space to be like, oh, this relationship is safe. It's fine. It's whatever, like by maybe someone else's standards, but I don't want it. Not Mm. encouraging anybody to get divorced, (laughs) but (laughs) like, I think that we kind of have to remove ourselves from, you know, the stigma. I think we have to remove ourselves from, you know, X, Y, Z and obviously easier said than done. I don't, I don't have the answers necessarily, but, um, right. Well, yeah. this is
0: like taking me back to when I was doing all of my divorce paperwork. And I just remembered being so fucking, ugh, like irritated. And I felt just like icky about having to put like a reason for getting divorced, like on mm. this like legal paperwork. Irreconcilable differences. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need a reason right, other than right. I don't want to be married anymore. Like it's, it felt yep. very violating and, mm. um, interesting. yeah, if you're married yeah. and you don't want to be married anymore, that's the only reason that you need.
1: Exactly. Um, there doesn't need to be any more justification.
0: Yeah. So, um, something interesting came up. I don't remember if I talked to you about this or not. I don't think I have. So surprise, um, <laughs> Travis asked me this week, he was like, Hey, do you think I should tell my parents that you're gay? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I had like a very like a strong reaction to it. I was like, first of all, no, like, I don't want yeah. them to have anything of like, because I haven't like come out or like shared that part of me with anyone that has hasn't been excited and loving and happy and just, I know exactly how they would feel. And I'm just like, eh, icky. But um, it took me a minute to figure out like, why am I having such an emotional reaction to this question? Because for him, he's like, you know, they were so confused by the reason Mm. we got divorced. And I feel Mm -hmm. like this would like give them clarity. Mm. And what I ended up like coming to is I realized this is bothering me because I feel like to say we got divorced because I'm gay is not true. It's a cop out. Yeah. That's not the reason why we got divorced. Right now, eventually may I'm, will I come to that conclusion? I don't know. Like this is all still very right. new, right. but I'm like, I had my reasons for wanting to get divorced and it was before I knew that I was also attracted to women and like right. all of those reasons, just because like your parents don't think they're valid. Doesn't right. mean they aren't valid. Those are all right. the things that I need. Right. And to be like, oh, they got married because she's gay. Now we understand it. I'm like, right? No, like you don't at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been interesting, like figuring all of that out. Ultimately, I was like, if that helps your dumb dumb parents like make more sense of <laughs> this, do whatever you want to do. Like I right. don't give a shit. If but that like, helps that's their not- little
1: close minded minds like comprehend all of this fine like do it yeah i was like but as long
0: as i don't have to talk to them about it like you i was do gonna what you say to
1: <laughs> if you do need to hear this like please do not feel burdened by needing them to know anything or like you mm-hmm. know whatever travis is his own person he can make his own decision obviously like with your permission but i'm like yeah you don't need to prove anything to them, explain anything to them. Nothing. You really don't. Well, and one thing I
0: told him is I was like, you know, I'm like putting this out there like this is public information now. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. she could still be listening to this podcast for all I know. Like, who knows? Right. So, you know, it's not a secret, but I'm just like, you do what you want with it. But this is how I feel about it.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting that you say she even though Travis's parents are two people, because we all know that boy moms are not well i need your ex-mother-in-law <laughs> and my ex-mother-in-law to like come together and like go to a support group as it relates to the relationship they have with their sons that's all i'm gonna say and i'm gonna end there <laughs> okay okay oh my god well thank you guys for joining us this week um we intended for this to be a sewed but we also have a lot of thoughts
0: wait, um i actually wait i want to I'm not done yet. <laughs> Fuck, Cal,
1: I don't want to have to edit all of this.
0: No, we can just keep it going. I wanted to say one more thing. Okay. Um, I think that one of the most beautiful things that is currently happening in my life with dating mm-hmm. this girl and all of the goodness that comes with that is getting to share all of it with Travis, though. Truly, it's been like so much joy to not only be experiencing like that kind of joy in my relationship with her, but then to have Travis like be happy for me. And like, it's just it's I'm experiencing a lot of love right now, a lot of unconventional love. And it just makes me realize like, I don't know, maybe like love in a marriage isn't like the only option. Like, I think that we put love in a box sometimes yeah
1: yeah and we're human we are unique and it's like who's to say that we i mean we all know we don't receive love or give love the same way like as humans Mm. so who's to say it's supposed to look the same in every relationship you know what i mean Mm. and i think that kind of gets me thinking like that's evidence in my mind that love just isn't enough to sustain a relationship Mm -hmm. like i don't know i i think about this often and i think you know, I can confidently say I don't have the answers. All I have is my experience Mm -hmm. um, and beliefs that have come from that experience. So, yeah. All right, Kel, I love you so much. I love Um, you. Thank you for giving your heart and soul to this. I could not be more happy with just the ongoing conversation that we have around our stories. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've gotten so much good feedback from people of like, I Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, I'm sitting in the living room just like talking with them and you know, they're raw and real. And oh my God, I can relate to that too. And this was groundbreaking for me. All of those things have literally kept us going and I, I could not be more grateful for it. It's truly. so
0: life-giving. It's yeah, so life-giving. It really is. I absolutely love it. Also guys, uh, please let us know. Do you think that McKinley should share this podcast with her new love interest? <laughs> yeah,
1: please. Oh <laughs> please my God. Please let us know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to text my therapist and ask her. (laughs) Right? I'm like, is this reminiscent of any sort of attachment style that maybe I've left in my past? Because if so, I'm not going to do it.
0: (laughs) Oof. Yeah. She'll be like, let's do two sessions this week.
1: (laughs) Right? Let's do a three-hour session. My God. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we will catch you next week for yet another episode of Black and White. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Cheers. Bye, guys.